Station to Station, your Blue Jays series review and recap show. We have a Pitchcom podcast tonight with Rob and Dustin. Uh, boys, The coming off the Oakland series, uh, we go into uh, a series with the San Francisco Giants. Tell me about your expectations. Um, I don't know what to think. Honestly, I think the San Francisco Giants are playing well, but they're not a very good team, so... I would hope that, you know, this would be a, a good test for the Jays. And, you know, I was kind of optimistic that they would uh, they would do well against uh, some seemingly uh, not great pitching that they're throwing out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Oakland series, I thought, you know, that would have been an easy series and, and uh, you know, a, uh, a sweep. Uh, but, I mean, at the end of the day, still a major league club so uh, i mean taking the series obviously that is uh that's a positive uh losing the first game yeah it's kind of a bummer but um you know still taking the two two out of three is good uh i think they had that much deserved they had a break in between i believe so i think that was a much deserved break uh that that they needed and then yeah playing san san fran right now um, I didn't realize that San Francisco was actually a better team. I think they were second in their division, um, behind was it Arizona, and then like even the Dodgers are, are behind them. So, um, I thought this was have been it would have been an easy series, but um, I mean, the first game proved to be proved me wrong. But I mean, they took the game yesterday, uh, that I happened to attend, and it looks like they're gonna. Well, looks like we're having a win tonight, but uh, I don't know. Romano just gave up a double, and now he just gave up a single, and now <laughs> it is two to one for San Francisco from the second best closer oh, in the boy. Romano. Well, Jordan uh, Romano likes to keep it interesting, it seems. Uh, yes. In terms of the Jays come into the series 43 and 63. Uh, the San Francisco Giants, I believe, were probably the hottest team, one of the hottest teams in baseball coming in. So, you know, saying that the, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the Oakland A's were the hottest team in baseball. So, you know, I think that it's it's just whoever has the most amount of wins in a row, essentially, they gets gets that title. Uh, game number one, uh, Jays go down three nothing. I seemed like I don't know if there was a lot of missed opportunities, but the Jays just really couldn't seem to string together any hits. And I did note that uh, the Giants pitchers actually had 17 strikeouts in that game. And, uh, you know, they I both... Was a season, I believe that was a season-high strikeout for Jays, too, for that game. Well, and, you know, Gosman was no uh, slouch in that uh, he had 12 strikeouts of his own. So uh, my, my girlfriend was actually at the game. And she said that the game the game was going so quickly because everybody was striking out, and mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't seem to be too off base off that on that one. I don't want to I don't want to cut you off, but Alejandro Kirk just threw out the runner stealing. <laughs> yes, I did so, see that. I did it, see that, and I was like, know. okay, maybe there is some light now. We all got the, the game in the back. <laughs> well, Pumping clearly we clearly we should. Clearly, we should have waited 15 minutes to do this, but, you know, I'm, I'm having fun. Let's go with this. Um, okay, so Jays lose that game three to nothing. Um, Kevin Gosman, I think an unfortunate losing pitcher again. I think he's, he's pitched so well this year and just been on 
the wrong end of uh, just, you know, seemingly ha- having no run support at all. Um, game number two, uh, Rob, you attended. I was wondering yeah. uh, if you could maybe give us uh, the lowdown on the early offense in this game. Uh, I mean, very exciting to see, you know, back to back to back to back doubles. Um, you know, all the scoring happened, yeah, at the bottom of the first. So uh, I was hoping it wasn't going to turn into a game that you and I attended, Alex, uh, where all the scoring happens at the beginning and then it's a pretty slow game. But uh, sure enough, that's pretty much what happened because I think they only, they only scored the one rung afterwards. But uh, it was a packed house. They were giving away that gosman splitter jersey um so but you know always a fun game and but just exciting to see the offense um come around in the first inning um yeah and then i mean it gets a little bit slow throughout you know the rest of the game oh. uh, but uh 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 sorry just they yeah yeah jordan romano yeah and uh Matt Chapman doing their best to make this game interesting. Um, talking about game number two, uh, I, I noted that I think this was the the first inning uh, that Rob actually wasn't in the stadium for. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Man, he did, you're 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 I, kind I was, to yourself was, not I was, to li- mention that. I was listening to it. <laughs> you were listening. To I was it listening to it from gate from gate six outside. <laughs> right, you were there in spirit. Right, where you were you were uh, there. Yeah, and for all so, intents and purposes, yeah. you're inside the stadium. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but the maybe, hey, maybe that, maybe that's why maybe that's why they scored so many runs because I wasn't watching. So, <laughs> uh, if if that's the case, then I will no longer attend J games. Well, I think it was the long-awaited inning that uh, you know this this you know we've this vaunted offense that you know is supposed to be one of the best in the league, and they got five runs on six hits, so there wasn't a single walk in there. And uh, really kicked the game off in the best way possible. Now, I did want to highlight another uh, pitching performance. And uh, Trevor Richards, again, with a really good performance. Uh, three innings pitched, one hit, one walk, and five Ks. Uh, he is 0-1 in the season. Uh, he's a 3.26 ERA and a 1.11 whip like he is whatever role he seems to take on this year he's really done um fantastic at it yeah i totally agree with that i mean maybe they're figuring out the formula now that you know since manoa was sent down because i mean obviously that has a huge impact on all the pitching and i mean also the um like bassett and gosman i think that extra day of rest for them uh just makes them pitch better so if if a trevor richards opener and then a bowden francis long man hey that's a formula that's working i say stick with it at least until the all-star break yeah and i think they're gonna have to stick with it till the all-star break at least um unless they can you know get a trade here i think we talked about it a little bit last uh, episode too i mean i think it's working. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just nervous about how long it will work. And, you know, I love Trevor Richards, as Alex pointed out. He's got some really nasty numbers this year, and so uh, I'd kind of rather see him at the, you know, at the middle to late innings. You know, those that six, seven, um, 
stretch where you know if someone like Bassett doesn't go five mm -hmm. and you know you need that long guy in the middle sort of pressure innings I'd you know Trevor Richards looks really good in, in that role so having him you know start it's tough and he's doing a good yeah. job but well it's 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 a good problem to have right to have him either as a opener or as a as a bullpen guy so yeah. Um, either either position that he decides to be put in, um, at least it's something someone that you can you can count on uh, for now. And then the Jays just won, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna say, Rob, uh, another good problem to have: Jordan Romano. Jordan Romano did did his best to make things interesting tonight, but uh, Jays pick up a, another win and another series win. Um, before that we, is before that we... that is just one thing. Yeah, on Romano, <laughs> I love him, and I think that he's a great closer. But oh my God, every outing he gives up hard contact, at least one like yeah, ball that makes you just like not just making it interesting, just hard. If you have any sort of cardiac issues, oh my heart God. issues, do not watch. He's not a <laughs> like Romano. Not a shutdown closer, but uh, I mean, hey. He closes the games. He, he yeah. You know, he finds a win, a, a win is a win is a win, as uh, somebody I know has said before. Before, before we move on to game number three. So in the last episode, uh, which recently dropped, I think a couple hours ago, we actually talked about uh, a quirky uh, rule regarding a save. So Rob, I don't know, if, don't know if you know. In the last series, Jordan Romano got a save on an on one third of an inning pitched. And Dustin was in disbelief over this uh, until I brought up the um, MLB rules where basically uh, if the tying run is either at the plate or on deck uh, and you you have to minimum pitch a third of an inning, uh, you can get a save for that. So J Jordan Mano mm -hmm. did that. Now, uh, yesterday, uh, of course, the Jays jump out to a 5 nothing win or excuse me, 5 nothing lead. And but Trevor Richards doesn't get the win uh, because you have to pitch five innings minimum as a starter to mm -hmm. uh, get a win. That's part of it. Now, um, I did look up uh, because of this. I did look this up again, and I I really enjoy these kind of weird um, baseball rules. And okay, so a pitcher receives a win when he is a pitcher of record when his team takes a lead for good. With a couple of rare exceptions, first, the starting pitcher must pitch at least five innings in a traditional game of nine innings or to qualify for the win. If he does not, the official scorer awards the win to the most effective relief pitcher. Now, obviously, that was Bowden Francis. He pitched four innings uh, yesterday. But mm -hmm. get this. There is a rarely used clause where an official scorer can deem a relief pitcher's appearance brief and ineffective by the way those are in quotes on on the site <laughs> for example if a reliever relinquishes a one run lead by allowing three runs i feel like a jay's pitcher's done this by the way uh by allowing three yeah by allowing three runs but was still in line for a win after his team scored four runs in the following inning that may qualify so basically uh it's kind of like subjective when a starting pitcher doesn't get five five innings pitch. It's kind of subjective, and the official scorer can deem who he wants, essentially. 
so yeah, thought, I thought that was kind of like uh, a bit strange, but I thought I'd bring it up um, while I was, uh, I found that it works. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, I mean, you have all those stats, you have all those rules, um, but at the end of the day, it's, you want your team to win whatever it takes. And that's why it's like a team sport. Like you don't, don't really want to look at your averages or innings or it's just, you know, you want to take a win for the team and, you know, sometimes you don't get that, un you don't get that credit, but, you know, at least you get that win. All right, let's, um, let's jump on to the third game here. Uh, just ended the Jays uh, win this game two to one. Uh, gentlemen, does one of some, one of you want to jump in and kind of tell us what happened? Um. Uh, Vladdy's uh Vladdy's home run. Yeah, exactly. I mean that's the uh I guess that's the uh, oh there's the ice getting poured on him. I guess he deserves it. <laughs> I mean it it's hopefully his bat's coming around. I mean that, that might be a good segue into, you know, him getting going to the, the home run competition this year again. Um maybe his bat's starting to come around. I believe he was DHing tonight. Uh so again, maybe they're figuring out some sort of a formula here, but that seems that was the the highlight, and of course Bassett, uh, pitching. And I recall they said that he will not be calling his own pitches tonight. So again, tried something different, which seems to work. And I suspect that his next start would be something similar with Kirk behind the plate and calling the game instead of Bassett calling his own pitches. Well, I think what did he have twelve. K's or 11? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he had, he had 12, so 12 strikeouts. Matching his career um, strikeout rate uh, or strikeout total in a game. Um, so, yeah, obviously something worked there. I think, you know, we talked a little bit at the beginning of the year about him and, you know, calling his pitches and, you know, whether or not it was necessary for him because of the, um, you know, just the kitchen sink kind of approach that he has and how many pitches that he can throw cycling through those from a you know on a pitch come with you know 15 seconds is going to be tough for him and so I think the solution that he tried for a little while and it seemed to work for a bit was him calling the pitch um, but I guess I think it was last outing after the first inning he, he just was just lose it he lost you know control or lost something and mm -hmm. he, he turned it over to jansen to call and he kind of found it again and then this game you can see that he he allowed kirk to find it one thing that i or call it rather one thing that i saw or heard on the radio coming home today just before the game was that um you know, they they asked him like, what? Or they asked Schneider maybe, what are they gonna do? Like he's got so many pitches, like it's gonna take so long to cycle through eight pitches. What if Kirk doesn't, you know, call the right one after the first two or three? Then he's gonna get some uh, pitch clock violations. And they said after two, then Bassett's gonna I heard that. call one. So it sounded like a almost like a like a hybrid yeah like try this try this if that doesn't work okay i'll call it so i mean i guess they're still figuring it out um 
but if it worked tonight, then hey, I would say go with it again. I mean, it brings up a good question too. Like, should pitchers really be calling their own pitches? Um, I mean, I'm not a pitcher, I'm not a catcher, so I would be curious to know if if that's actually uh if that's what pitchers prefer. Well, I I, I think it's individual, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like I think Chris Bassett is a very experienced pitcher. He does have a lot of pitches. So uh, I think that's probably something that like he, he, I was a little skeptical when he had those issues um, early on. And, uh, but he seems to be a guy that can do that, but he also seems to be a guy that's open to saying, Hey, let's, uh, let's let the catcher do this for this game and see what happens and worked out well. Yeah. I mean, but I wonder as a pitcher, like you've got so much to think about with, you know, potentially a guy on base and your mechanic and the pitch and your mechanics and the pitch clock and getting ready and getting set. It's like, do you really want to think about what pitch to throw? Like let the catcher decide. And if he, you know, I mean, that's why catchers essentially become Mm -hmm. managers uh, is that, you know, they can see the whole game. It's like, let that guy call it. You know what I mean? And then don't think about it. Um, Yeah. There's so, there's so many little aspects to figuring out what pitch to call too like yeah um, they, they talk about like reading bats or whatever like okay this yeah. guy you know he the way he swung there tells me that you know an inside pitch is going to work here yeah. and you know yeah two brains is better than one obviously you know a pitcher is going to have that override ability to shake it off and you yeah. know um because ultimately they have to be confident in the the pitch that they're going to throw in order to throw it effectively but yeah, yeah you want to yeah. off offset some of that thinking to somebody else and you can focus on just hitting that spot and getting the movement or whatever yeah. it is. one less thing to think about yeah on the uh, topic of strikeouts uh so in this i i noted that in this particular series uh jay's starting pitchers had 31 strikeouts in um three games so Gosman had 12 uh Richards and Francis I'm putting them combined had seven and Bassett had 12 today so definitely a good um definitely uh, a good series for strikeouts if that's uh, what you're into now the one item that I've been harping on of, of late is the amount of strikeouts um that the Jays do seem to um fall into and so I did, a, I did a little looking, and, and I think this is a case of um, the eye test doesn't actually meet what is kind of out of the reality. Because if you watch games, you know, the frustrations over, you know, them striking out is, you know, I, I, I think is, is palpable amongst the fan base. But the Jays are actually 25th in the majors in strikeouts. So they are, uh, they do not strike out very often. Um, they have 647 strikeouts this year. At first, the first place twins have 838 strikeouts. So uh, they do not strike out as much as we think. Uh, they actually, they're actually pretty, pretty good at this. Yeah, actually, I'm not surprised by that. I, I, if you had asked me before saying that that stat, I would have probably said that they're not. Well, I wouldn't say that they're 25th, but I probably would have said you know they're a lot. Um, a lot higher than that, but or a little bit higher, but not too much higher. I, I, you know. I think it's I think it's the strikeouts that kind of like the situational ones, right? Those always seem, you know, they like it's like a 
it's like a Bobichet error. Does it, it, you know, is it a, is it the same error in the third inning or is it the same in the, you know, the 10th inning when they the lose the game on, on the line. road? You know what I mean? Like this, an error is an error, but the one in the 10th seems so much worse. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think we've been seeing a lot of, you know, like there's been innings where they just, you know, multiple strikeouts or, and even multiple strikeout, you know, looking strikeouts when, you know, guys are on base or it's a key inning. And I, and anyway, so I did want to look that up because I, I just wanted to kind of see where they were at. Okay. All right. Uh, so we will move on. Um, so today, a couple, couple all-star game items. Uh, so Vladimir Guerrero announced on social media that he is participating in the home run derby for the first time since 2019. And we don't have all of the, the competitors uh, finalized yet. But we do know that he will be competing against Mookie Betts of the Dodgers and Julio Rodriguez of the uh, Mariners. Uh, Shohei Otani has not yet decided if he's going to participate. I mean, I I I like the idea. I think he hasn't been, you know, hasn't been. He he's a home run hitter, and and I think him going there hopefully will will turn it around. So I I don't mind it um, if he was on. If he was hitting a lot of home runs and he was going to the All Star game, that I I don't think I would have liked that move. But the fact that he's not hitting as many, uh, this could be a good turnaround for him. Yeah, I think that you know it might be good for him just to have fun. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm usually not very much of a kind of a believer in the home run ruins the swing. I think that's kind of a uh, confirmation bias that people have, you know, when somebody goes to the home run derby and then, then they struggle after they say, Oh, it's because of the home run derby. But when somebody goes and they do fine or they're the same after they don't say anything. So it's like, you, you notice the miss the hits and you forget the misses. So I think, but I do think it'll be good for him to just relax, have fun. You know, I know he likes to sort of, chum around and joke around with all the other players and so that's kind of an opportunity when they're all sitting there you know watching the other guy hit and they're laughing and joking around so i think that that might be good for him from that perspective all right the other all-star game item uh the uh all-stars for both leagues were announced today uh the starting lineup uh no jays unfortunately uh in the starting lineup uh but we have six Jays uh, that were all runners up for their positions. Vladdy, Whit Merrifield, Bo Bichette, Brandon Bell, Matt Chapman, and Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, to be honest, out of those guys, I am a little peeved that Bo Bichette is not a starter, but I guess this I agree. is a fan's vote. Um, you know, Corey Seager, you know, while is a great player, has missed a good portion of the first half of the season. Yeah, and uh, Bo, Bo Bichette, you know, should have been a starter, but yeah, you know, this is it's basically a popularity contest, and I think well, Bo will be there anyway. Yeah, and I mean, even I think Judge made it too, and I mean, he hasn't played the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I mean, they should put some sort of rule in that. Like, give me a break. I get that you're a great, you know, a great player, but if you have, if you you have, you you should be playing a certain amount of games before you're even considered uh, an all star. Um, but hey. Well, I don't know if that's in yeah, I mean, Bo got robbed a little bit. I, you know, I, it's not a big deal, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. But you know, is Romano didn't make it right, even though he's the second 
He's got the second. I don't. I don't think they yeah. um, don't vote on pitchers. So no. Okay. Yeah. That'll be a different yeah. kind of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure he'll he'll be in there. Yeah. Well, and and so out of the six boys, uh, who do you think actually will appear uh, in Seattle at the All Star game? Bo. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be Bo. I think they might do a Whit Merrifield. He's having a pretty sort of surprising season I, I can see him getting sort of uh, a nod from like the manager vote it, or something like that and i mean i could say chapman i could throw chapman in there yeah he Just had a strong his... start yeah yeah i mean it counts for something his defense is really good and i mean his bat cooled off a bit but i could i could see him but i think those yeah those three yeah. i can't I... see Kiermeyer. i mean again i don't know i, I actually chance, but so he's so he has never made an all-star game and so yeah. i actually think because he's been playing so well this year i think it, he's going to get a nod i think matt well, chapman's going to be, okay be there yeah. uh bo will be there in some form i think that's uh a certainty and i think Mer- whit merrifield will be there so I'll, yeah. I'll say four of the six uh and brandon belt and vladdy will be having a good time i'm sure somewhere yeah. there so and then yeah, if, I, um, if I had to call a pitcher, I think I would agree, Rob, that um, uh, Jordan Romano, Romano would probably yeah. get a nod, and maybe Trevor Richards. We just talked oh, about him. Hold being on, hold good. on. Are we? What about Kevin Gosman? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess. I don't think him, he's going to yeah. start. Well, maybe he's actually. You know, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I, do. I just don't know how the pitchers are chosen. I don't know if it's a manager choice thing or something, but. Yeah, no, that's right. Kevin Gosman probably deserves well, to Well, so uh, I will uh, take away the how the pitchers are selected for the All-Star game, and I will let you know in the next episode. How about that? Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, all right, so Jays are 45 and 37. They are a full game up on the Houston Astros in the wild card as it currently stands. Uh, so that could change. Um, of course, it's not even 10 o'clock here Eastern time. Um, so that could change at some point overnight, but I uh, think we're looking okay. And I, I think that this is kind of, uh, if they can solidify a little bit of this wildcard position, um, I think uh, we're, we're looking good going into the All-Star break. Yeah, I think I they're, so. on, they're on, a, I guess, with tonight's game, probably around an 89-90 pace. Um, that's a little... Lower than we expected. I, I think I called about a 94. So they need to win about 50 games in the next 81. So <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's hope for a good streak here. Yeah, hope so. And it's going to be a fun series. Canada is always a fun game against uh, – Canada is always fun in Toronto. Uh, so hopefully the Boston, hopefully they can get a series win this weekend. Right. And also and, the uh, – hope- And hopefully the little be over. And, and one last thing, Al, the Astros are winning like ten nothing against the Cardinals, so yeah, we'll probably be okay, half, so half game up by the end of the night. Half game up, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate the score update, and boys, I think that's all the time we have. Thank you much for joining me. All right, Thanks, thank you.